1: Brought to you by Robson Civil. Join Robson Civil Projects, jobs at robsoncivil.com.au. Call one 1170 Text 0457-736-736. Tweet at 1170-SEN and the food's coming round, which is magnificent. Thank Fried you to chicken. Viv and Mel. Fried chicken. Is that, is that part of the free half marathon plan? Yeah,
2: I guess so. I guess so. Load up on fats. Fats oh, are good. Yeah, Fats are all right. Are they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all right. Yeah, they're an energy source.
1: Okay, keep them coming through. Uh, I met Terry Hill in Thailand. He was staying at the same place as I. Uh, He wasn't a fan of him as a player, but he was the nicest bloke. He invited us to sit down and have a beer with him. Great bloke. That comes from Smithy from Melbourne.
2: I'd love to do like a where are they now for football players. Yeah. Terry Hill would be a great one. I've I've, I've, I've just forgotten the name. Yeah. Yeah, because was he on the footy show?
1: He was on the footy show, big part of the footy show. Great character. Great character. Uh, Yeah, great. uh, One of his best stories. I just can't tell it on air. I'd love to tell it on air. (laughs) It's a cracking story. Remember when he
3: used to wear that sort of gold sequin vest thing? That's right. When you go out to Dapto Dogs. That's right. So so good.
1: He interviewed a bloke, right? And uh, he looked like Abraham Lincoln. And and he became one of the most popular characters. And everyone was laughing at this Abraham Lincoln lookalike. Yeah. It's my uncle.
0: But, uh,
1: but, but, how he came across, right, is nothing. How he was the smartest guy or is the smartest guy, Jimmy. He many, many years ago, he basically bought up half of Kemp's Creek. Wow. Right. So he he looked ahead, what could happen, so that they're looking at the airports out there, etc. He bought half. Multi millionaire. So, but people would see him and sort of laugh at him on the Footy Show. Abraham look alike, dog trainer, very, very, very smart, shrewd guy.
3: Did he like the way he was portrayed on the Footy Show?
1: Couldn't care. Yeah, I don't think he cared. But he, he had enjoyed to, the, had the, the,
3: the. He enjoyed
2: sort yeah. of. Yeah. Well, he kept, he kept turning yeah.
1: up, so he yep. must have enjoyed did it. Have
2: the sideburns.
1: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So.
2: What did Abraham, Did he have sideburns that came down around towards the chin? What, what do they call them? The uh, Never touched the chopsticks? pork chops. Pork chops.
1: Pork chops. Pork chops, yeah. yeah, yeah they yeah. call them those. They so keep them coming through. Uh, Adrian, I'm glad to hear the NRL are actually testing something before implementing it. Not the norm with six agains and high shots in bins, which they're born in on a limb, but disastrous results. Maybe well, Volandes is learning from his mistakes. Love the show, fellas. Rock from Gosford. That's
3: The really interesting thing about that is because yep. everyone is concerned that if there's more technology and more intervention, it'll slow down the game. But I've spoken to the guys who've done it. They're literally... One of the guys is like a NASA scientist. Wow. And he said that you can actually detect it within a split second. So just
1: repeat for the listeners joining us what you're referring to and you're talking about earlier. So
3: we were talking earlier about a Dylan Brown pass that was thrown last night, which the officials said was forward, and we thought was line ball, probably could have been let go. But it's obviously a contentious pass. And what the NRL is considering is introducing this NASA-style technology where they put the microchip in the ball and they've got these other sensors around the ground and will you'll actually be able to find out if the ball comes out of the hands forward or backwards. And yes. they reckon it's 100% definitive and they reckon that you'd be able to get an answer within like a fraction of a second. So straight away you could tip the bunker or the referee, done.
1: Now, just on innovation and testing things, I want to bring Brooksy in here because I was talking to him off air where I had a thought last night, right? Where we're just about seeing a HIA or multiple HIAs every single game. Is that a fair comment? Oh, yeah. Do you remember the last game you saw where there was not a HIA? No. no. Okay. And off the top of my head, without having actual numbers around this, I believe there's been a lot of kickoffs. Now, kickoffs. Is the most you'd have when you talk about g force and collisions, yeah. We're kicking a ball so deep, there is an army of people charging in, yeah. And then there's one person who's wearing a badge of honor who's surging <laughs> into the who, no, but they are, yeah, they are. Yeah, they're the like, sacrificial
2: lamb. Was that Harry and Ira last night? Harry Weir and Ira, yeah. right?
1: Because when there's many people trying to make the tackle, it's hard to be positioning, it's all happening so quick. I reckon there's an over indexing of HIAs caused by kickoffs now in any given game. with... The kickoffs in the first half and second half, you throw in tries. There may be any number of kickoffs, right? And that collision, and I know people get off the bit when you start dickering with the fabric of the game, but is there's nine or ten or eight or seven, whatever it is, collisions a game that we could remove by changing that rule. And I'm not just talking about the National Rugby League. Do we need under 16s of park football doing kickoffs with these collisions? Um, what do you think about this? Innovation Committee. Yes. Yes. yes.
3: There's, there's a couple of things there one that's one of the highlights of the game right so yep. do you remember that famous one where Mark Carroll, or, or even um, where there's a, a blind drop out yep. and the ball goes to Sam Burgess and he charges straight at Mick Ennis oh, who's yeah, like yeah, half yeah, yeah, yeah. his size yep. yeah. and, and Mick Ennis to his you know to his credit puts his body behind him and, and actually goes yeah. and, and takes him on the floor and like Stuff like that's one of the biggest highlights of the of the whole season, I reckon. Y- yes. Um,
1: but okay, okay. Yes, yes, maybe. Yep. And and we do need entertainment. Yeah. But do we need kids at park football no, doing yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. Well, there's
3: there's on, on the park football front, there's a, a group that's called the Concussion Legacy Foundation, which is recently they formed a chapter in Sydney, and it's got a guy called Dr Chris Nowinski who's a neurophysicist, neuropsychologist. Um, he says that kids shouldn't be playing tackle footy before the age of 14. Really? Yep. So he reckons like, and that, that includes, you know, hitting balls in soccer, basically to save their brains. Wow. I've, I've got a story in Tomorrow's Sun Herald about the 18th 18th man in the activation. Because at the moment, it's a very high threshold. Like, you need to have three blokes yep. can cast yep. HIA fail yep. before you can activate it. So what the Rugby League Players Association and Clint Newton is saying is it should only be two. And if you're worried about gaming, so to speak, like people are phoning concussion to get an interchange, what you could do is, once your team gets an 18th man, the other team gets an extra interchange as well. So that, all of a sudden, that whole thing about, oh, they've just done that to get a free interchange. Well, OK, let's pull the bloke who's in danger yeah. out of the fray. The other team gets a, an interchange, and they're also saying that if whether it be for concussion or any other reason, if three people get injured, whether it be a hammy or, a you know, ACL or whatever else, activate it, get off. Get, an, get your I, 18th just, man on.
1: Can, something to me which is bleedingly obvious is this, right? We have an 18th man who's kidded, warmed up, trained on. And I don't yep. even mind if there's a 19th man, right? Why? Why do we need to specify before? If, a, if the game is about entertainment, right, and Mitch Moses goes down, right, or Jacob Arthur, for example, is a very good example where he sat yeah. on the bench. Why, if the game's about entertainment, why do we need to specify four? You've got eight interchange, right? Have six, 4,000, I don't care on the bench, you've still got the eight interchange. Why do we need to have a person kided up sitting there, just involve them in the game? Well, do you understand? Why do we limit it to four? You've yep. got the eight interchange.
3: Just well, well, the other thing is, well, if you've got more than four, like a lot of those won't see game time. So like, that means that they don't get to play a game in Reggie's.
1: Yes, but the 18th man is already there. So yeah, yeah. so let's just focus on that for now. Yep. So have five on the bench, right? Yep. And whoever however the game plays at, HIA or not, have your five, remains at eight interchange, and pick who you bloody want. If somebody, go, if Tedesco goes down with a, with a head injury, then you could call on Adam and so Manu can go to fullback for example or if a dummy half goes down you can pull on, well, why do we need no, to have four actually, and not use the person I who's already there? I actually like
3: that it's very tactical who you put, the, the four that you choose so some coaches will go with four forwards, some will have a utility whether it be like a Connor Watson style um, you know Jake Arthur for instance for Parramatta, that's a risk like yeah. having a halfback on um, and coaches use it really differently like We've talked about it before, Maggie, where yeah. Red Arthur usually, usually plays a 15-man game. Like Two of his interchanges, two of the guys on his bench don't not normally get a lot of game time. So Same I actually thing liked, last night. I actually like the fact that it's four, and you have to be a little bit tactical about how you use them.
2: Just on the uh, kickoff idea, Joel, what would you do instead? Just a tap-off?
1: Uh, I, I I don't know and I, I don't know if a tap-off would pull it I, whether it's got to be a, a sh- i tell you what what I'll do is this I spoke to Brooksy off air and Brooksy for our listeners they know that and look at this joint by the way Hyde Park House Jesse's Lounge is absolutely heaving get up here 49 William Street the place is a buzz. we love your company but Brooksy we're talking off air about this and I'll say this is my view and quite often I'll sort of hit Brooksy up before I go and blast the Um, the radio audience and to say, what do you think about this? No, don't go there. (laughs) Yeah, but you had a different point of view.
0: Yeah, so March 2011 NFL owners meeting. They moved the kickoff location. 2011? 2011. 10 years ago. 11 years years ago. ago, Wow. Because they've been quite ahead of the the concussion stuff. We've talked about it with James Graham. So 2011 March, they moved the kickoff spot from the 30-yard line to the 35-yard line. So that extra five yards has made kickers kick the ball past the end zone dead, which is a 20-yard touchback, so the drive will start from the 20-yard line. It's ineffectively taken out the kick return role on special teams, but removed a lot more of that collision, because the teams are running from that 30-yard line, let's say, to where the where the punt returner or the kickoff returner catches it on the 10, 15, as close to the end zone as possible. That's what you want to do as the kicker in NFL. Get the ball as close to the end zone as possible, but then you've got the 60, 70 yards return, similar to what we've got in NRL where you've got 50 metres. You're trying to kick it into the end goal, Players are charging in, as we heard on the second episode of that James Graham podcast, Head Noise, where he launched himself at Hamlin Ueli from 50 metres out. Hamlin Ueli's running from the in goals. The collision hit his right shoulder, broke his left leg because of the force going through that collision. The NFL has basically got rid of that contact from the kickoff because they've had so many collisions where it's head-to-head, shoulder-to-head, head-to-shoulder, it's just eliminated that process. There are kickoffs that are being returned when they are kicked short, but ultimately most of the kickoffs are going past the end zone for a twenty-yard touchback. But
1: even those kickoffs returned, they don't have the same build-up or momentum that no. the collision, right? And, and the other thing you spoke about was, um, well, in fact, just on that, NFL ratings have not suffered as a result of the rule change, has it? My other idea, which won't get there, but I generally believe, right? So I'll give you an example. My daughter, right, she wanted to start playing rugby league. And I wasn't comfortable enough at the time because the field is so heavily populated. So I said, go and play rugby sevens. So she played rugby sevens and there was nowhere near the collision. Now, where I'm going with this is, rugby league for 130 years or however long it's been around has had the same field dimensions. But it started off the game. Someone's back to quaddie. Um, <laughs> but it started off with... 13 on 13, 5 metre rules. People who were working in pubs during the week, they weren't professional athletes. Fast forward 130 years, we still have 13 on 13. 10 metre rule, interchange, people are fitter, collisions are far bigger. I I don't think the game would suffer dramatically if it was dropped to a -a 12-a-side game or 11-a-side game. We're not going to make the fields bigger. I don't believe... Because the the athlete is bigger, faster, stronger to cover that same ground. I don't think the game would suffer at all if it was 12-a-side.
3: So the interesting thing about the collisions is that they reckon it's about 9g when you talk about g-force, which is basically what a fighter pilot goes through. And they reckon that you do that for more than 10 seconds, like you'll black out. Yeah. And that's yeah, like when when two forwards collide, that's the sort of g-force that they're experiencing. And, and obviously, what, from what you're talking about, off kickoffs, so it's just finding that balance in that a. That's what we love to see. But B, like, you know, are we going, going to end up with more concussions, legal dramas, all these sorts of things that will end yeah. up changing the game anyway?
2: If you hit that G force as two props off a kickoff, if you hit that nine Gs of force, even if it's just body to body, does that flick the lights off for a second anyway? You know when they say you see them in those simulators, they blink out for a second, and then come back?
1: Well, that's what uh, the SEAL back in the studio is saying the latest Top Gun. Yeah. Maverick has to hit the 9G or 10G, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah. the pressure they're under.
2: Yeah. So it might put the lights out for a second anyway on that first impact. Yeah. Do you remember the, the biggest impact you ever had nah. off a kick return? Well, that's or the
1: point you, you wouldn't you would. would. <laughs> nah, well, I, I, I remember. Well, no, I actually got the worst one I got, and I can tell you, well, the person is very prominent in Australian sport at the moment, like very, very prominent. But what had happened there was a trial game and I don't really want to say who it is, where I had the ball, and I was playing 5-8 for the West Tigers, and I came across and took somebody under. So that exposed my temple to the person, and the person came on and went bang, Ooh. straight on my temple. The hardest hit. It's, it's the most dramatic concussion I've ever had to the point where my wife came into the sheds. Everyone was quite concerned. Ricky Stewart at the time went down and said to the player, you're out of the club. Like it was a very cheap shot. Wow. He, he sent him straight out of the club. It was... Right? And, and, and as I said, they're prominent. I'm not going to ever say who it was. But immediately they were pushed out of the club. And I had no idea for about two days. Who, you won't be able to guess who it was. Um, I had no idea who it was for about uh, who I was. And wow. my wife comes in and she's pregnant, right? and the boys, And I had no idea she was pregnant, right? And then mm-hmm. the boys start jamming up, saying she's having twins, and I, it was all just <laughs> lost <laughs> on me, right? But yeah, it was quite like it was. That's the heaviest concussion. Do you worry about heading on? Now I've got no doubt that it's going to, it does, and is going to impact on me. But you know what? Like a Formula One driver, um, you go into it knowing the risks or what you think it is. So I'm, I i will not be pushing anything. I, it, yeah. If there's a class case, for example. I won't be part of it. The game's been very, very good to me. Yeah. Um, I, I would never be part of that.
2: Yeah. But,
3: but, Sugar, what you're saying sounds really radical, but, you know, we took the shoulder charge out of the game and the game hasn't really suffered. Yeah. I know that that was a spectacular collision, but when you look at the risk and reward in terms of player health and safety, it's a no-brainer, isn't it? Pardon the pun. Well, I
1: think so, but more to the point, uh, you know, not a very, very small percentage of players make it to the NRL. You've got all these local league parks... With kids who are never going some, some kids are never going to make it, but love their sport. Yeah. Do we need to really expose them to that? Like for what? You know, like what for the hundred people watching it? Do yeah. we actually need to really? Do we really think if we take the kick off off that, that, you know, junior league numbers or A grade numbers are going to go through the floor? Is it really worth having?
3: Well, it'll probably be the reverse because the the mums don't want to expose their kids to that, yeah. do
1: they? Yeah. So that that's my view, and I'm I'm a father of four. Three play tackle rugby league. One plays the the, um, the Tag one. But um, Sugar, Missile and Proza. The 2022 Premiers will be either Penrith or South. If South stay healthy, they would be my pick. Don't forget, they came within a whisker last year with Nade Luttrell. Um, Keeps coming on through. He clearly is in fine form last start, but has failed to ice two Origin Game threes. And the 2020 Grand Final, by the way, of only three. One percent of the Australian population are interested in the NFL. Adrian Rouse, I don't agree with that. One percent of the population no, yeah. it'd be above that. They no, point three of one percent of the Australian population. Yeah, I yeah, don't believe yeah, that either. Just no. a
2: couple of ideas on on kickoffs here. Rooster men sent through a couple. Firstly, we should encourage short kickoffs and say it can't go. Well, that's go, a
1: mathematical no-brainer anyway.
2: Can't go more than X amount of meters. You know, like yeah. so. Well, what's rugby? You go for the short kickoff so you can get it back. Could but they if, kick long if they wanted to? But
1: even kicking from the forty, yeah, the, Well, that ten meters of winding up for the defensive side. Even kicking from the 40, you'd still, you'd still have a bit of collision. You'd still have the option to just dink it into the, the goal line or um, play short. It would help.
3: Yeah. But can I ask, who started the short kickoffs this year? Because every team's doing it now.
1: The, the, the dropouts. Yeah, the dropouts. Yeah, but, but this is the thing, Adrian. Is yeah. that and, it as? I mean, look, this, I, I don't understand mathematically how this does not happened. Yeah. Do you know how... how much easier it is to do a short kick off, mm. off a still to ball not moving, than it is to do a drop out. Yeah, I don't understand where you could get yourself to be if you've got four or five blokes coming through where you can. You don't need to catch the ball. You can extend the hand up, tap it back. Four or five versus one who's trying to catch it, half a foot below you. Yeah, you're, you're 50-50. I reckon, and practiced. To get the ball 35 out from them or them 65 out from you, it's a no-brainer.
3: The amount of times they get it wrong is just beyond belief. It, it yeah. beggars belief, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, like, you just think you'd be training all week and you'd be practicing that. But I, I just wonder, like, all of a sudden, everyone's doing it. I just wonder who started that this year. And obviously, they've done the math and they've said, like, if you do that, you're a 50-50 chance. I think it was Dez. Yeah, okay. I think it was Dez.
1: Yeah, it makes sense. Uh, heaps of texts coming through. We'll get to those uh, very, very shortly. Um, 1300 01 1170. This is Crunch Time brought to you by Robson Civil. Join Robson Civil Projects. Jobs at robsoncivil.com.au. Call 1300 01 1170. Text 0457 736 736 at 1170 SEN if you wish to tweet. And don't forget, if you want to come and join us here at Hyde Park House, Jesse's Lounge, 49 William Street in Sydney, it is buzzing. I'll break it back with more.